race of the 150. Imperatrice has swept past all of them and has raced up and grabbed the lead from Giga Kick and from Ball. It's going to win this. Imperatrice a magnificent display. Sunshine in Paris, Zucotcha off the fence, a tissue ran into a dead end, Sunshine in Paris wide out, Storm to the front and kicked away, Sunshine in Paris wins the Chewbacca. Cap's off the fence now. No hard luck stories for Encap. He moved up to take the lead now at the 200 metres from Chaya Wolf Kintyre for the back to Cap Farrar. But Encap's broken clear here. It's Encap two lengths in front of Chaya Wolf and he breaks the maiden in style today. Cylinder's not out yet. Moravia still in front from Butch Cassidy. Now Nadala's starting to thunder home. Moravia in front from Butch Cassidy. Cylinder's out now. He's charging, going to Moravia. Oh, Cylinder got out of jail to win the run to the PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks so much for checking out our year-round carnival podcast. As we heard there from fantastic calling from Darren Flindell and Matt Hill, courtesy of uh, Sky Racing and uh, Racing.com respectively. What a weekend of racing. Huge efforts at uh, both Mooney Valley and Rose Hill and on fast ground. Never mind good ground, it was fast ground, wasn't it, Vince Accardi from Daily Sexuals? Yes, Ralphie. I don't know why they don't just put it up as fast, because it absolutely is. You don't break track records on a slower track, do you? <laughs> Not at all. They were flying from uh, go to woe. Let's start with Rose Hill, mate. Uh, just give us some uh, a quick uh, technical overview of how you thought Rose Hill played. Yeah, for sure. Happy to do that, Ralphie. Well... Firstly, if we look at the setup and the structure of the day, really, if I go from the 800 metres home until we get to the 200, that track is rock solid in the middle of G4 and G3 because we've got 0.9 above to the 800, 0.4 above to the 600, to the 400, the same 0.39, and then the last 200 metres, which we expect plus 2.75 so that was you know genuinely better than g3 but not an f2 but not well probably half length away from that well we'll go through order of the day and there was no group ones either rose hill or mooney valley but geez there were some group one performers uh either on the day as far as the what the clock said or what they could be doing uh coming up in the spring so it's so exciting to tear these apart we'll start with the Shiraco race six on the program there it was a group two for Phillies and Mare over 1200 meters Ryan Maloney the jockey of uh of of the winner there in in Sunshine in Paris said uh this that is next level was it next level on the clock well if we're as far as what she's done previously oh for sure I mean 
I guess that was probably possibly on the cards, but maybe not to this extent. But here we go, plus 3.1 overall. Just smashed its previous PB at plus one. That was at its last run, last campaign. Well, I'm just sitting back here and trying to understand. There it is, 9.8 lengths faster than standard last 400 metres. I mean, that's a booming type of performance, Ralphie, booming. So we saw a lot of that in that last 400. We'll get to another one in race nine, which was just your eyes fell out of your head. But as far as uh, this mayor, this now mare, when she was a filly, her last run was one of the uh, the form races of the uh, of the calendar year, if you like. I mean, she beat uh, Ruthless Dame that won a group one in secret, that won a group one. Zoo's Gotcha won a group two. Revolutionary Mess won a group two. So it was a, a really strong race form-wise. It was plus one length above benchmark, so it was sound for a filly. Mm-hmm. But this says straight away, that this is one of these multiple times where we see mares improve with age. Oh, for sure, Ralphie. We definitely have a horse here that's on the rise. And it got into those lanes, Ralphie, and it was and it was super, super dynamic. Definitely, they've got a, a serious horse here. But we always got to remember, my challenge now is, how much more does it, this runner really improve. You know, Nisham, she's just dynamic getting them ready first, well, early in the campaign. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a waterhouse, waterhouse bot, isn't it, as far as uh, yeah. what she can do, and maybe Price Kent in Melbourne. Uh, they, they certainly come to play when ready. So, But a horse that wasn't ready, $16 to $17, uh, well, I'm talking about as far as wasn't ready according yep. to market expectations, is Espiona. We've got a good handle on her. Uh, she had a big boom on her as a early as a three-year-old filly, and you said, "Hang on, just wait. She is a dry tracker." So her, her and uh, even though she won, uh, where was it? April last in two thousand twenty-two on on heavy ground. It wasn't bog heavy, and obviously in Sydney, she's often found that. But when she's on dry ground, she's a class mare. At 1,200 metres, this says, wow, this is a dynamic return given she's proven 1,400 mile. Yeah, she's definitely – well, the good thing is with this particular horse is had those two lead-in trials and they were real typical Waller-type setups with a slight exception to that very last trial. I mean, that last trial, Ralphie, on the 22nd and the 8th, when it's gone like almost 20 links below just for that first 100 metres and finished off the last 400 plus 6.3, you know this horse – was uh, making some moves. And, I mean, compared to that first trial, I had a feeling this horse could run very well. And here we go, plus 2.3 first up. If I have a close look at her previous performance, this is one runner that I am confident there's no way we're near her PB of 3.9, and we are going to have a big chance of a new trend. And that new trend, if I'm... Looking at this correctly, the data sort of indicating, Ralph, that we could see a plus five, plus six horse this time in. Well, that's Epsom Territory. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Zapateo, so she disappointed the market getting beaten, but what, we, what we've already been able to explain is this was a, this was a high standard 1,200 to be beaten in first up as a sprinter. Uh, was it just the, the on, on continuous pressure that, uh, that suggests it might have undid her, or was she disappointing to you? Well, no. The Intel did give all the clarity that this horse is a rock-solid sort of mid-twos, low-threes horse, like has that capability of sort of running, you know, 2.8, 2.9 above the standard. And the reality is to turn up and run first up plus 1.3, again, 
if we look, we just go back to Sandown, it smashed that. It didn't quite perform up to the Randwick run from the previous campaign, but the reality is that's on or around the profile, give or take one length. And yes, that high exertion late found it out. All right. Well, I'd, I'd, I'll definitely be adding uh, four and five, the fourth and the fifth horse as well, such as the depth of this race. Uh, Zoo Gotcha, who looks back on track, Vince, hard against the rails too, so didn't have that wide lane advantage of some others. And a tissue found a little bit of late traffic, but never mind that. She's not a 1,200 horse, so I'm sure Chris Weller would have been delighted with those two performances. Well, I thought the a tissue was like a massive run, Ralph. <laughs> like, it, it really was. That and Espiona were big. But, of course, even the winner, you're right. You've got to respect the majority of runners here. Yeah, so good, good, uh, good race of depth. The uh, the Ming Dynasty uh, over fourteen hundred meters. Well, uh, I'll ask you this once I read out what we wrote about NCAP uh, in the uh, in our Sizzlers because, um, of course, Tom Kitten was super, but there were other good performances that uh, a fortnight back. And NCAP 0.7 length above benchmark, ranked fourth on the day. A maiden having just his fourth start here, but has produced a clear PB for minus one point six length below benchmark. Stamped himself as a stayer of genuine potential, noting in both leading runs Warwick Farm over eleven hundred. Then 1,200, he closed with the fifth best last 400 and best last 200 of the day. So we went on to explain the technicals, but the point was he was ready just because he was a maiden. Now, the market liked him, but position in running, Vince, how often do you explain about non-winning positions? He was in the golden spot, and Tom Kitten and even Cafe Millennium weren't. Well, yes, absolutely. Fast pace too, Ralphie. 8.2 length. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and the end cap sitting, 3.9 above. Now, mind you, that's the first time this horse has really been tested through that first section. I mean, it's never gone close to breaking benchmark through the first three, four, five, six hundred metres in its past races. So I thought that was a big, big advantage. The horse did suffer a little bit of a slowdown between the six and the four, Ralphie, of around 1.7 lengths, which I don't feel was a major advantage for the horse. And then it rebounded. And that last 200 metres plus 3.1, okay, not as big as some of the sprints we've seen from this horse in the past, but the reality is to still be that strong even over, all the, over the last 400 metres of plus 4.4, the reality is I just feel this horse has taken that next step. And <sighs> plus two, I, I couldn't mark it any lower than that, which sort of, gives me a lot of confidence that this horse has got a little bit more improvement to still come. Just, uh, you know, sometimes you know, stables play a role about how much you want to trend them up. So the um, the Golden Roses in two weeks, I mean, we, we had summation with uh, NCAP in that in that scissors that I read, was spring champion and or VRC target look, Derby look logical targets. He had a staying profile, but here he's shown some speed as you've outlined. So that's interesting. But can he show that speed again and improve again in two weeks? Because the Golden Rose generally, you want plus three, plus four. Yeah, who who do you feel is going to be in that race? Well, Cylinder that we'll get to, and Shinzo, uh, Chris Waller's uh, Golden Slipper winner. So that uh, that and he's uh, he's giving in intel that he's looking to run it first up uh, in the Golden Rose. So it's that that those type of horses. Well, the beauty is I feel that the horse is potentially up to that field for sure. All right. So we'll break that down more in Sizzlers, our Black Book product that you can get via my website, racetrackrelfie.com.au. Of course, all of Vince Cardi's work via dailysectionals.com.au. Uh, put some more meat on the bones of these two closers, Vince, Tom Kitten and Cafe Millennium. If your starting point is 10 lengths uh, from the lead is a non-winning position, they're both in non-winning positions. Well, yes, for sure. And I felt that 
Tom Kitten's probably well, the intel now clearly is showing it, right? A little bit of flatness from that last run, Ralphie. Yeah. When you look at it, didn't show, well, from a first sectional point of view, they've asked to have a, a reasonable level of speed and sort of match what it did at its first up run, but couldn't match it in the mid-race. It was about three quarters of a length inferior. And then the last 400 metres, nice finish, plus 5.7. <sighs> I sit here and just look at that overall scorecard a point two above and can't help but feel that even though you didn't get the right race shape to be competitive because you were too far back, the reality is there is plenty to sort of indicate this horse is going to improve. But well, I say that, Ralphie, but I don't know if it can beat a horse like NCAP. Okay. That's I a mean, challenge. There's, there was no slowdown in this horse. Kept building all its momentum makes it difficult when you have that type of setup. I thought Cafe Millennium was far more dynamic, Ralphie. Well, now we do members bonuses, and in August we were doing them based on the trials, and it won a trial, and you really, this is our group one members, of course, yep. that we look after. Now, you made a point in that trial, he's going to have a challenge of early speed, but his close was showed he, he could be a real stayer. He, this spring champion, 1800 Randwick just looks perfect for him. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, firstly, you just look at it, obviously didn't have anywhere near the tactical speed that it's needed, but they rode the horse to its profile, around five and a half lengths below standard through that first section. Magnificent mid-race, put in like 9.1 length mid-race squeeze and then super last 400. I mean, best this horse has ever gone, plus 7.9. This horse is definitely thriving and is going to be a monster leaper from that run. All right, he's on target. Okay, let's get the cylinder now. It was a head scratcher when he just fell in first up at Caulfield. Now he's got out of traffic here and he, he's he's closes strong. But again, overall, it doesn't scream that he's made the progression. But uh, I'd just put one little asterisk on it. He's uh, James Cummings trained in his grand finals next start. So he hasn't had to peak yet. So what's the data told us? Yeah, well, I sit back and say, okay, point three above. We've pretty much just matched what's happened at Rose Hill. But, of course, we've got to look at that first section. The horse didn't wasn't that clean out of the gates. But the reality is four lengths below benchmark. Uh, I'm not going to say it's as slow as it wants to go, but it's sort of definitely giving that indication it wants to relax. Between the 8 and the 400, made a three-length improvement, which is excellent. And then that last 400, I felt the 7.3 overall last 400 is about right in terms of maximum extension. But what was super impressive was that last 200 metres, Ralphie, 5.5 lengths faster than standard. And we have to sort of come off a slowdown as well between the 6 and the 4, 3.1. And this is... Um, the horse trying to get into that position to maximise its opportunity. It's got a bit of in secret about it in that in that I'm saying that this time last year its grand final was the Golden Rose. So this time and in secret didn't run the real big figure until she just got beaten in the, by Jack and O in that Golden Rose. And mate, so you can you can pretty much say that this is an absolute grand final and it hasn't had the tough run yet. Militarised, easy to see it it huge late. Uh, so it, it, the question I want to put to you, and Chris Wallace, given the uh, so far, has said that this is his Caulfield Guineas horse, so two runs away. Um, big late, big late though in the fast lane. What what do you take out of it? Well, if I compare it to Cylinder, I would mark it not as good a run. 
overall because if you sit back and just take that step and say, okay, you're travelling two lengths slower through the first section, therefore getting that extra bit of energy. I'm not saying that you should be two lengths faster over the last four 200 metres, but the difference at the finish was less than half a length and militarise had its opportunity in terms to have an unimpeded maximum efficiency up the home straight. Yeah, so uh, we want to see more, and it's pretty short for the Giddies at the moment in those futures. So we'll see, see what it does next start, and then we'll get more clarity. Race nine on the program here, Golden Mile. Now, you're all over this in your race speed profiles, and if you're a listener to this show, uh, you're also all over it because what what he clearly outlined was he, he came back. His trials were dynamic prior to his first up run. He had a horse fall in front of it. <laughs> then he gets a slow track. So instead, he's got a, he was drawn to get the perfect run. And here in your race speed profiles, you had him on top at a terrific price here. Two runs back this campaign. Yet to post an IVR score of note. He's latest seeing him 77th best of the day, 5.7 legs below. But he's a high talent when right, with the race not going to plan. Severely inconvenienced on resumption. What turned out a non-event for him when eased up. He pressed on a round with his latest stepping out group one company, 1400. Slow first section gave him little opportunity to run time. The blinkers go on here, which is a key move. The engagement at Nash only help him further. Has historical PB 1.9 lengths above benchmark. A string of performances around this distance range in excess of one length above IVR benchmark, highlighting the top end of his class when right. He can rebound here and figure deep in the finish. That's the type of information you get from Vince Accardi's daily uh, sectionals uh, race speed profile Saturday morning, and he got the money, Vince. Uh, his PB was 1.9. What did he do Saturday? Well, ended up with a 1.7, which is fantastic in terms of overall. And we've really got to see what capabilities under that bottom, particularly after that last, you know, that last 400, 8.7 lengths faster than standard, Ralphie, for the last 400 metres. And then I just look at that last 200 metres and and (laughs) 5.3 lengths faster than standard. If I compare that to, let's say, Cylinder, for instance, who was just that one run prior, you can get some insights. Very similar speed through the first section. Very similar slowdown between the six and the four, and then that last part of the acceleration just goes to show potentially where Golden Mile's going. And it also gives you some confidence that just to end up on that cylinder, that that horse is going to be a big leaper as well. Just for just for fun, uh, they're probably both two runs away. But Golden Mile, and you mentioned Espiona earlier in the day. Mile Ranwick in two starts. Matchup. Right now, I I, I feel Espiona is trending better. Bang. All right. Now, uh, by the way, I mentioned the race speed profiles. That's what you get from Vince Accardi, and you also get it from our preview podcast. Vince, we're back this Friday, aren't we? Couldn't be a better time, <laughs> and you you can just see the performances the last couple of weeks with the race speed profiles. Like you just need that little bit of tuning up to get yourself right, and we're well, we're more than ready. I mean, the last two weeks have been excellent, Ralphie. So I'm have no doubt it's going to continue. We just need a little bit of luck with the tracks. That's it. That's it, and we're going to have perfect uh, weather wa- weather week this week in Melbourne. And Liam O'Keefe, the master, gets to have a good good uh, track rail against the, uh, the in the true position. And you won't get better information than uh, our preview podcast with the race speed profiles. So if you want to get that, it comes out Friday morning. We do a fifty minute podcast on the main races, and then on Saturday morning we do an update podcast post scratchings. 
final thoughts, all the all the latest information, and you get the final edition of Race Speed Profiles as well. So to get that via my website, racetrackralphie.com.au, there is an option there if you're an existing uh, customer of Vince's. Uh, so you just get the podcast only, but if you're not an existing customer of Daily Sectionals, then you you, uh, you get the lot, and that's the Race Speed Profiles and the podcast. So look forward to returning that. We don't do it just for the sake of it every week. We do it when there's good racing and good tracks, and uh, that's certainly what we're going to have this week with our Maccabi Diva. Let's uh, ask you one more question, though, Vince, because our members who support us, they get to ask questions every week. And Daniel's asked, this is very, uh, he's, he's on the ball here because my eyeballs nearly fell out of my head. Uh, the inevitable, <laughs> has Vince ever clocked a faster last 400 at Rose Hill over 1300? Uh, oh, no, 11.4. <laughs> I did go back and double check. Because I just wanted to make sure, you know, like I wasn't dreaming. And the reality is, no, I'm not dreaming. It was huge. It was huge. This horse is super talented as well. But what makes it even better? It just confirms. You're right. This is the Eduardo of last year or the year before, yep. let's say, right? And maybe even nature stripped to some extent to be able to turn up and deliver that type of performance first up. Oh, it could be breathtaking, Ralphie. Uh, it could be breathtaking. I don't know where they're going with this horse. You've probably got better ideas than me, but look out. Well, look I, out. I, would, I would assume in a couple of weeks they'll, they'll look at like a 1,500 and try and qualify the Epsom, although his, his rating's probably high enough anyway. But the point being that particularly from a low-profile Tasmanian-based stable, the market's going to let you on for sure. Now he's last four hundred in raw times for those who, uh, who aren't familiar with the Vince's vet benchmarking. Twenty-one-one last two hundred ten point five. And as you always say, Vince, you'll make adjustments on the day for track speed, etc. But you can't. <laughs> raw times <laughs> are a very important tool. They really are. But when you sort of to give you that insight as well, like how this horse has come back and it's eight, right? Yeah. If I go to Tasmania back to say December last year. Where a horse had a, this run had a very similar speed through the first section, slightly slower, ten point three lengths below versus nine point two. If I then look at the mid that day, the horse did accelerate to plus three point two. Here it accelerated to 0.5 below, but it's still an eight and a half length squeeze. And then I look at the last four hundred meters in Tasmania was eight point six above eleven point four. There's no doubt this horse has come better. It's the best. I've ever seen from this horse from a last 200-metre point of view. Of course, I can tell now when I sit back and look at it, their strategy must have been very clear. Come with one run, just get a really positive finish to make sure we're back. And it probably, I feel it, it must have outstripped their expectations. Wow, all right, so it's, it's gone super. Okay, there's another race I'll ask you about, but we'll make that part of the members' bonus. So if you're, if you're a member, you'll get it. As in a Group 1 member, we send out little bonus podcasts. We do a 10, 15-minute podcast most weeks as a thank you to our members. So we're not supported by any corporate bookmaker advertising. We're completely independent, and because of that, uh, we need our member support. So to become a member via my website, racetrackralphie.com.au today, we'll uh, have a look at three races. Uh, one will be from Rose Hill. The other two will be from Mooney Valley that I'll get to. 
and just before I do, just a little bit of self-indulgence, but um, it's for a good cause. My 27 Challenge is back. Uh, check the links that I'll give to Paul to put on the notes. Uh, 27 Challenge, one more for the Birdman, and uh, I'm doing 27 push-ups twice a day, Vince. They're back. So, <laughs> hang on, twice a day, can you educate me on, like, what do you mean by you're going to do it in the morning, in the afternoon, or are you going to do them back-to-back? No, I have been doing, yeah, morning and afternoon, and uh, and because this year, it's previously been over two months, this time it's just for 27 days, so every every morning and every afternoon or evening uh, for 27 days, I'll do 27 push-ups and all the money's going to MND, of course. Well, he, here's a little challenge for you, right? A daily, yep. se- it's oh, a daily no. sectional challenge, right? Yep. If you do 27, yep. and then you have a one-minute break, yep. and you do another 27, daily sessions will donate thousand dollars towards your cause, and if you don't achieve the twenty-seven daily section, will stu- still donate five hundred dollars. So it's up to you. No, well, now, well. how hard you want to go, you can do it. I mean, I, I've seen the video, and well, you you know the standard is twenty-five push-ups to be in the army, right? It's yep. that's the minimum test, right? Yes. And I've seen too many people do a hundred in a row. So you just <laughs> might go bang, 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 and do the. Do the 27-27 all in a row, yes, and you're capable. So I'm not saying what day you've got to do it, but you've got to do it within the period. So you might make the call when you feel this is my day. And, of course, Ralphie, without the bullshit, no video, no go. No, absolutely. We've got to see the proof like you normally do. (laughs) Absolutely right. All right. No, it's very generous of you. So thank you to Daily Sexuals. And we'll so have you, a... are you going to take up the challenge at some stage? Hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh, this is excellent. This is very, very it caused very dear to my heart. So beautiful. No, I won't be doing it. Right. Oh, Mooney Valley, the skating rink. The, the, obviously, the the grass ain't long there, Vince, and uh, it didn't get some of the rain that was predicted in Melbourne. And oh, wow, we was this a slick track. Well, the good news is this. I I looked at it very carefully. Didn't need to do an isolation, which is really important, Ralphie, and worked with what happened through the course of the day. And I'd say this track came a lot closer to its normal, and it was fast, of course. Of course, it was definitely fast. Compared to what I'd seen at the previous two in terms of speed, this is probably moderate. It was far more lethal than this in the previous two meetings, which is great for other reasons, though. Right here, what we what we've noticed is this: if we take away race number seven, for example, which I felt was like probably the complete aberration, and we could also say race number three, which was the yeah, opposite. Right, <laughs> Just, everything sort of pointed that we were bang on, two lengths faster than standard. Well, that's good. So that's so you had some concerns about how it recovered. This is its fourth meeting back. Um, are you saying that the track looks like it's back on track? Uh, pardon the pun for uh, for the spring. Well, on track speed, yes, and making sure that distances are exactly how they should be, yes. Yep. And then I look at even the six hundred meters, which was a, probably a real clear cut indicator for me. Was like bang on point, plus two zero four. Little bit of a concern. This is why I feel this this lane structure, right? It has a little bit of a challenge. That move to the four hundred point six six. So definitely more in terms of a downward dip than what it should be, because realistically, you shouldn't have that sort of a spill off of around one and a half lengths. But the reality is that's still better, Ralphie, than what I'd seen. And then I love the last 
180 metres, plus 1.75, like right on point, matching the rest of the tracks. Maybe not quite as quick, but yep. given that they used a lot of speed, you have to taper a little bit. All right, two big races we'll concentrate on here for Mooney Valley. The first one is the obvious, the Moya Imperatrice. Righto, we knew she was a good horse. As you mentioned, your race speed profiles, the 1,000 was just an unknown. It was an unknown. But uh, off this run, the initial uh, reaction watching it, before you clocked it, of course, is to say, okay, we've got a new star that's on the podium with these other sprinting stars like Giga Kick, like I Wish I Win and like In Secret, that she absolutely deserves her place. Watching that, what the clock say? Well, the female stars arrive for sure, 4.2 above. I know it's track record, but we look at the over. I should sort of indicate just on that, on how much the impact is. The standard track speed variant was 2.37. Yep. But after you take all the sections of consideration, the track speed overall ended up being 4.87 lengths faster than standard. So that's rock solid F2, and therefore you have to have a trim, right? There's, it's impossible that you ran on an even track to break a track record. Otherwise, the figure would have been very, very different. But still, to put it into context, 9.8 lengths faster than standard. When I compare it to the history of others, it still fell short in what I would have considered, hence the reason why only a 4.2 on a track record. So 4.2 is super. Uh, yes. And, and particularly for a mare who's, you know, as we said, it was an unknown at 1,000, but she was uh, she was um, uh, fully franked as a 1,200 uh, elite runner. And, and by the way, just while I mentioned that, uh, to give you – to give uh, the listeners some information there, Vince, I remember Nature Strip in this race was a plus seven, or sorry, a Mooney Valley 1,000, and so you got 4.2 for this uh, mare. But uh, as we said, she's uh, she's she's got a profile for longer. Best last 800, 600, 400, 200 a day. Now, uh, as we always say, it change, when, when the information changes, you change your conclusion. So what she told you on Saturday on what she's done? Well, that the horse has come back superbly, for number one. Number two at least one to two lengths better than last campaign, which is probably the biggest signal of them all, is that this horse has come back at least one to two lengths better. Now, mind you, whilst that horse has never had a scenario out of 1,000 metres, there were some performances, if you go back in New Zealand, where, A, there was an 1,100-metre run that gave on two occasions where the horse won, but the problem was they were very, very wet ground, so you couldn't really bring a lot of clarity. And this is a horse that does go very well fresh. The big challenge now is where do they go next, how long in between runs, because that will have an impact this run. But we have got a horse who's going to trend far more dynamically than this, and it'll be up to the best horses we have. Wow. So... The, the, this is interesting. So uh, the the next start is also Mooney Valley 1,000 over in two weeks' time, I think, if I've got my calendar right. Now, in two weeks' time, will she be able to have the, the speed in her legs? Sorry, it'll be three weeks' time, grand final time. Um, so three weeks, will she have the speed in her legs? And also this time last year, that meaning played very on pace. So that, that could be a challenge if staying at 1,000. Your thoughts? Well, against much better horses, so they'll be good I'm, leaders. Yeah, I just look at the facts, right? Yep. And the facts are, you've come out minus 3.1. If, if I look at this horse's intel, that's like the horse ran to its first sectional profile. 
Right. So it wasn't overextending it at all. But then the acceleration on how good it felt. You look at the extension of the overall <laughs> last eight hundred combined. What is it? It's uh, 13, 13 lengths. Bang on thirteen lengths, Ralphie. That horse has never done that ever. Yes, that, that's, that, a, that's yeah. a super full stop. Now, Rothfire, you've always said, post his operation where he looked like he was going to be a superstar, he's been a plus two sort of range, plus one and a half, plus two. There he is, plus 1.7. But let's get to the uh, rock star, Giga Kick. It wasn't a rock star rider from the rock star jockey, Craig Williams, that's for sure, watching it. Uh, I've never seen in a 1,000 metres, I've been working with you for over 10 years now, Vince, I've got to say I've never seen an 11-length squeeze in a 1,000 metre race uh, off the top of my head. Oh, well, this is, he rarely... Gets desperate, right? Yep. But that was a show of desperation, and he definitely over overcooked the horse in that section. No question. I mean, eleven point three mid race squeeze versus seven point five <laughs> the winner. Yes. Now, when, when and this is how you know this: Imperatrice minus three point one first section, couple of hundred meters, Giga Kick minus four point one. So you can see that they're like right within each other, but why the extra? Four lengths of extension in the eight to the four, and that's where he lost the race. Yep, so eleven length move there. Then he's tapered, so it's a it's an upside down V, if you like. So plus two, this is rarely seen, and actually uh, one of our um, one of our listeners, Scott, our members, uh, Scott's asked you about the meters per second. This is rarely seen where a horse runs third, and you've given it a higher score than a horse that's run second. But that obviously comes down to that massive exertion in that mid-race. Well, the massive exertion and that little bit slow through that first section, Rolf, yeah. and, and the big exertion, as much as I – the num, I don't tamper with the numbers, Rolfie, right? Yes. But the overextension and the exertion of the metres per second, this is where it ended up. And it doesn't happen very often, but in this case, 0.3 uh, – <laughs> It's not a lot, right? It's not yeah. a lot, but on the MPS margin, that's a lot closer to the reality, at least one length if I compare it to Rothfire, right? Still never going to beat the winner, but the reality is I have no doubt it would have been a lot closer. More more, more to it than that, though, Ralphie, I actually feel that this is going to be fantastic for Giga Kick, Giga Kick even more than Imperatrice. So that's the obvious question. In two two starts time, they go to Sydney. They'll run over twelve hundred, and then they uh, and then the grand final is the Everest, or the first grand final is actually qualified for the Golden Eagle after that. But let's just uh, absolutely assume that the fo- sole focus is the Everest. What's that telling you from this first up run? Well, Imperatrice going to the Everest as well. Uh, sorry, Imperatrice is un- unknown at the moment, but it could be. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you're a slot holder, you'd be throwing, throwing everything at it to get it to get to, get it to take up your slot. But Absolutely. I'm referring you to Giga Kick. What, what's that told you from Giga Kick, uh, his return and the grand final in two starts? All right, so if we go firstly on the return, plus two versus 1.6. Horses come back better. Yep. And had a, had a break, which is fantastic. Absolutely trending to the 4.4 without question. In fact, I actually got this horse scored just off that run there, probably trending to a plus six. We're going to have a big race. 
can have a oh, look. It's going to be huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, the Fian pinstripe. The, the the obvious way to look at the Lawrence three weeks ago with uh, with Mr. Brightside was that he was a Group 1 horse who beat Group 2 horses. Those Group 2 horses were pinstripe. They were attrition. They were Tuvalu. They were pounding. They ran 1, 2, 3, 4. Now, Globe was the uh, the unplaced uh, favourite, but, of course, he pulled up with, uh, I think it was EIPH or Cardiac Arrhythmia, one of the two, but um, so he just wasn't right on the day. The full stop there. Let's, let's uh, take that away. Pinstripes run a new PB. Dead, I dare say, given you've had to score it down, uh, that high pressure was part of it. And attrition, uh, just one to Vince. And yes, talking through McQuaddy, <laughs> was that slowdown for the 400, the 200, the difference? Well, firstly, the run at Pinstripe was, uh, I'm not going to say jaw-dropping, but it was just dynamic. Yeah. 1.4 below benchmark through the first section. Excellent extension in the mid-race. Going, you know, the squeeze was 7.7, virtually as good as Imperatories, right? Yep. And we're still maintaining a threshold of 6.3 lengths faster than standard, which is absolutely that's Cox Plate sort of structure in the mid race, right? And then last 400 meters plus 3.9 with a dip between the four and the two of 1.8 lengths, Ralphie. Big, big run. Now, if I compare it to attrition. Virtually the same speed, Ralph, through that first section. Didn't quite have the same extension between the eight and the four, but definitely was disadvantaged between the four and the two, Ralphie. 100% massively disadvantaged. If I compare it to the other runner, the reality was it was uh, somewhat three quarters of a length worse off. So that performance was you know, dynamic as well. Uh, so uh, Troy's asked that uh, the eye looked like pounding was always most imp- impacted by the equid speed hump that is Globe. Uh, yeah, he was not the speed hump on the day, unfortunately, because the horse was right. Look to me, he could have won without interference. Any data that supports that call was a talking out of my pocket. So he was hard defence, which was slightly inferior lane on the day, as it always yes. is uh, on uh, when the rail's true, unless it's a rock hard track uh, over the summer. But what we what did you take away with pounding? Hard to fault the horse. I thought you know, the 1.8 was excellent. In terms of the impact, I felt that attrition was still more negatively impacted than pounding myself. But the reality is I can't deny it's negative up against the fence and still maintained a 4.1. If it had been lanes 5, 6, 7, higher probability there would have been a bigger finish and therefore could have been uh, – I'm not going to say would have won, but it may have tested the winner. And he is a horse who's proven to improve with racing. So uh, he's probably trending, I'd say, probably a Turek. So uh, that, that could be its grand final there. Um, so Chris has asked about the benchmark figures for Globe. Was he out of his depth? So he just wasn't right on the day. His horse is proven with speed and he uh, gassed out. Fair enough. Uh, from Nick, um, and we'll go to the last race here, Vince, quickly. Uh, anything in the data suggests Queen Air has come back better or worse? First Immortal surely has the Metropolitan in the back if they choose. Well, I'm not sure about that, uh, but uh, but certainly as far as Queen Air to date, and the money came for it, the blinkers went on, she just hasn't produced that huge figure last March. Okay, well, with Queen Air, it, it is interesting. Sometimes this can impact a horse a fair bit, Ralphie, that overextension in the mid-race. And if you look at this performance, uh, I'm not saying, I mean, the the, sta- the stable's pretty good at getting their horses where they need to be, but this is where it, it all happened. 1.7 lengths below benchmark. I felt that that's like right on the cusp of this horse's maximum speed early. Yep. Within a length, right, of its 
current profile. But the extension in the mid-race, never tasted that before. It's one thing putting a 7.6 length mid-race squeeze, but to do it six lengths above standard, too much. Way, way too much. And then I'd say big negative for the horse between the four and the two, like a massive negative. We're talking about a 4.1, a 4.4 length slowdown, Ralphie, and it did rebound. That was a big hidden run. I have no doubt you'll be writing up about this one, Ralphie, but this was a big hidden run. So the point being, her big performance was over 2040, and as you always say, if you do that big extension in the mid-race early in your prep, that can be the come-on run. Well, it can be, and then overall with a minus five, you look at it and say, oh, that's below, but if you take into consideration the big extension, knowing the horse has come off that right baseline through that first section, then bring into consideration how much are you going to allow for a 4.4 length slowdown. And part of the way I like to use it from a technical point of view is I look at what the acceleration is at the end. And this horse picked up another three lengths over the last 200 metres. So everything sort of points to me that there was probably five lengths there in total. And if that five lengths is worked on, this horse's performance overall is much closer to benchmark. And, and I'll put a bow on it because he asked about First Immortal, uh, as did Nick. Um, first Immortal, what, what sort of trend can he have given that he, he had a terrific prep through the winter over longer? He's run, uh, he's just broken benchmark here. If they went to a race like the Metropolitan 2400 at Randwick, what uh, what type of trend would you could you see? Well, I thought it was fantastic. Point. Yeah. Point two above, that's well, first time the horse has broken benchmark from my point of view. The reality is hasn't had many goes early on clean tracks, so very positive. This is also another runner. When you've got to taste that medicine, Ralphie, going so fast in the mid-race, it's not easy for you to hold on. And I thought this horse held on really well and, and strong over the last 200 metres. Look, if, it was, if the track was Caulfield, Ralphie... Yep and it had this footprint, I'd say we were looking at a plus two horse or better. Well, that's good enough for the Because it's Mooney Valley, I'm sitting on the fence saying you're a half length, maybe plus one horse. All right, some fantastic racing there. A couple of other highlights from the three-year-olds and uh, gold trips return, but we'll do that in our um, members' bonus podcast. So as I always say, if you support us, uh, we support you, so really appreciate it. Our preview podcast this Friday and Saturday, available via my website, racetrackralphie.com.au. Click the links on the preview podcast and all of Vince Cardi's work via dailysectionals.com.au.